up, what's up people? How are y'all doing today? It is December 12, 2018. I am your host, DJ Quest One. You're listening to The Drive. That's right. Today's topic, we're going to talk about boxing, okay? Boxing from the 90s to the present. My boxing experiences, because I used to box. And heavyweights and the reigning champs. Alright, let's get into it. Um been introduced to boxing since I was a little kid. First off, my uh, my cousin was a boxer. He was a professional boxer, and so was his brother. Um, he turned pro at probably the same time that uh, Roy Jones Jr. turned pro, and he was also a junior middleweight and middleweight, and they tried matching him up. He wanted to match up with Roy Jones back in the days. It never happened. My cousin was really good. He won state. He won Golden Gloves. He went to nationals. Didn't win there. He got disqualified for hitting the. The guy kept holding, and every time the guy was holding, my cousin would hit him. So, he, I think he won state Golden Gloves back to back. I want to say. Um, and his brother was pretty good too. He won state championships too. He hit hard. Both of them hit hard. My cousin uh, was uh, lefty, and he uh, he also was a sparring partner to Sugar Ray Leonard. His name is Oscar Benya and his and his brother was Saul Benya. They were really good. Um, it's at, based out of San Antonio. So me growing up, I grew up in the east side of San Antonio and very uh, low income uh, neighborhood. And of course you have, with that comes violence and comes gangs and all that. So my dad, I used to get picked on in first grade, and my dad, one time I fell down and scraped my, this kid grabbed me in the back of the neck and pushed me down and scraped my face, and he, he says, what, that, what happened? I said, well, this kid pushed me, he goes, that's it, I'm going to train you to learn how to box. So I started training. My cousin started doing the mitts and uh, before you know it, I started going to the boxing gym. Before I was just training in the backyard, wasn't really going to any boxing gym. Then we started accompanying him to go because he was still fighting at the time. And uh, sure enough, he, uh, I started sparring. And I went back to school, and everyone, anyone who picked on me, I was, I was pretty much. Standing my ground and throwing combinations at them. Combinations are combos, you know. Like, let's say if you're not, you know about boxing, but you know what the combinations are. Let's say like one, two, three. Like, let's say it's a, a left, a left. Um, let's say you're lefty. Let's say you're righty. Usually, your left is jab, right? Let's say a combo is, for instance, a five-hit combo. So it'll be like, it'll be like a. A jab, a straight right, a hook, another straight right, or it can be like a, right, a straight right, a left hook, and then another straight right. You know, that could be, you know. So I used to do that on kids, and a lot of people were like, what the hell? They went, so they stopped picking on me, because I started fighting back. Now, I was never a bully, anything, any of that sort. But I used it just to defend myself. So, as time progressed, I started going to the, to the gym a lot more often, and... And before you know it, I started uh, fighting in a, I, my first tournament was the Junior Olympics. I must have been about 10 or 9 at the time. 
think it was like 10 at the time. So I trained between the between the ages of seven, eight, nine, and then really took it serious right around there. I fought the Junior Olympics. I fought a kid by the name of OJ Gonzalez. He, Omar Gonzalez, he turned pro. He, he did pretty well for himself too. He continued fighting. I beat him uh, with three rounds, and I won I won my first medal. And then after that, I just started fighting things they call smokers. Well, these smokers, you you know, they have these tournaments, and you know they're not really uh, they don't really count for anything because you do have your silver gloves, you have your junior Olympics, and uh, I ended up getting my record up to about twenty. And then I I lost my so I won my first fight. Won my second one, and then I was at 54 pounds at the time, I guess. I was really like, um, but this is amateur boxing, you know. So then, uh, my third fight I lost to this guy named Mark, I remember. And I thought I did good, but he was heavier than me. He beat me. And I was like, okay. And then I go back to the drawing boards. And I didn't lose for like two years after that. Like two or three years, I just kept winning, racking up wins, racking up wins, winning, 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 winning. It wasn't until so I went. So I went and I fought the Junior Olympics. I won it like four four years in a row. And like when I turned 14, I was able to go to nationals. But they didn't. The people that handled that didn't have idea that you could be 14 that that it was 15 and up um, I went state I went back to state junior Olympics and I won uh, I won uh, because you you can't like once you're novice you can't go to state but if you're you have more than 10 fights you go to state so I went to state uh, two years in a row and uh, yeah, because I went 10, 11, 12, 13. I won 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I won four years in a row the Junior Olympics. And then 15 is when, uh, 14 is when I went I went to state. 13, I went to state. 14, I went to state. Because I had more than 10 fights. So, I went to state and I was in Fort Stockton. And I won there. And, you know, you with, with that, you build friendships. You build, and we had... My rest in peace to my father. He's the one that would take me to the gym. He really got me into it. Um, we had a team, and and I I will have to say this, and a lot of people don't they don't give him enough credit. He took a lot of kids that didn't really have uh, much of a father figure, and he would pick them up and take them to the gym. And you know that I admire that. You know he would come from work, pick up everyone, just go to the gym and train. It was, it was about six or seven of us that were from the neighborhood. We didn't have much, but we had each other. That's what counted, and we had fun. Um, he would pick them up and take them to the gym. And uh, went to state, I won. Then the following, uh, the way it works, the Junior Olympics is a week. It's a week tournament. So fighters from all over the. So if it's regional, it's fought fighters from all over the, the city. Uh, so, for instance, San Antonio, uh, I was south region. Dallas is, uh, I believe, the east region. And uh, Houston is the Gulf. 
So you have different cities, like for instance, San Antonio, it would be like New Braunfels, it would be Austin, it would be like Laredo, um, Pleasanton, Floresville, like all those little cities around, they would go and we would meet. We would meet at a, where, whoever was hosting it. One year was Laredo, one year was Austin. Uh, I don't believe that San Antonio ever hosted the Junior Olympics, except for the state. They, hold, they hosted uh, state Junior Olympics uh, when I fought my senior. Uh, since state so like for instance and in this the golf coast it would be it would be um, it would be like Baytown Galveston it would be like you know uh, Lufkin and all those little cities surrounding the woodlands whoever you know and they would fight you know and in Houston of course they would fight the Junior Olympics you know so my second year I was it was in Laredo and I remember I had to fight three times that week. Or was it three? No. Was it three days? Let me see. No. My mistake. Let me go back. The Golden Gloves is... Uh, the Golden Gloves is a week. The Junior Olympics is only three days. Okay, I'm getting confused. Sorry, guys. So it was like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the Junior Olympics, my second my second time, uh, my fifth time, I think it was. Let's see. 10, 11, 12, 13. So yeah, my six year fighting in it, I fought like three or four times, like three times. Cause it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday that the tournament was. And I won all three of them. I had to fight this fighter, I had to fight another fighter, and I, fight, I, I had never fought that many times. I usually, when you fight the Junior Olympics, uh, you either fight once or twice, depending how many people are in your weight. So if there's like six, seven people in your weight, you have to fight. They, what they do is they do a draw. Let's say seven, let's say it's not, it's not an even number. They do like a draw, and then that guy gets a bye, and you get to, you know, you fight, and so whoever wins, and then they meet up at the finals. So I went there, and I went to state. And state, I only had to fight one time. And this guy was from Houston, I remember. And if you are listening, his name was Alejandro Perales. Uh, he has that fight, probably. I lost that fight. I had a VHS recorded. This was probably one of my hardest fight ever. Ever. I mean, we, it were, we were pretty much even. The guy was fast. I was fast. The guy had moves. I had moves. Uh, I ended up beating him with my jab, and you believe it. Believe it or not, he, he he was strong. So I won. I went to state. You know, Texas State Junior Olympics champ. I ended up coming in a paper that year, and uh, I was really excited about going to, to, to nationals. Then I was told, you're not going to nationals. I'm what? What do you mean I'm not going to nationals? You're not going to nationals. Nationals was Marquette, Michigan. Now, fun fact: uh, one of my uh, one of my friends that trained at the, at the gym fought against Floyd Mayweather back in the '90s. And what he told me, what he told me, uh, Gilbert Elizondo, shout out to Gilbert Elizondo, that he was knocking everyone, stopping everyone in the first round. Everyone, Floyd, Floyd was just storming through all of them, and. He, uh, he fought Gilbert. And I think Gilbert was the final. It's him and him and uh, Gilbert was really good. And uh, 
he ended up going to three rounds with him. And he stopped him in third. But this, I mean, come on. Think about this guy. This Floyd is just, he's that good. You know, he's that good. And I would say this about Floyd. Uh, changing the subject a little bit. He's probably one of the most harding, hardest working boxers ever. Like, that guy has never, ever looked out of shape. I can't remember him ever being winded. Maybe two fights, maybe, when he moved up in weight when he was younger. But... That guy has always been in shape, and I give it to him. That's why he's undefeated. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other other things about Floyd that could have could have could have cost him could have cost him some losses if he had taken them. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Anyways, so I went there and then I took a break. I was like, I'm done. Like, because I, I trained for so long, I was just really. You know, a lot of people say, well, you could have went the next year and just trained even harder. And, you know, I did. I, I trained so hard that year. I, I, you know, I was focused and I felt that I could have won it all. And the kid, the Hawaiian Punch, Brian Valletta, won. He's a WBC champ, was a WBC champ. He won it all that year. I would have fought him, you know, that year in the Junior Olympics. Now he won nationals that year. Uh, I think I would have fought him. Or if, if I'm mistaken, maybe he won it the following year, but he went, and I didn't go. Would have been the same weight, probably. I was 85 pounds at the time, really light. So then I stopped fighting for like almost two years. I went back, and this here's the thing about boxing. You have to be in it. Boxing is everything. I mean, you mean you want to talk about you? It's like a job, really. And even if you're not getting paid for it, you're preparing to get paid later for it and I wasn't really I stopped I just lost interest in it really and I started hanging out with my friends getting into trouble you know being a teenage kid and I, I know I felt like I let my dad down you know because he saw a lot of potential in me he said you know you could have been you could have been champ you, you, you didn't tell me that and I said I know dad so then I stopped fighting for two years and I got back into it when I was 17 I went to the, I went to the Golden Gloves then I went to state and Golden Gloves and uh, I lost. I was out of shape. I wasn't in, wasn't training. Really, I wasn't training worth the damn. When you want you want to train, you got to train hard, and you got to be prepared, and you got to be in shape. And I wasn't in shape, so I get in the first. And I only had to fight twice, and that's a week. I, I fought in uh, in Fort Worth. I only had to fight twice, and I fought this guy that wasn't that good. And he beat me because he was better in better shape with me. He kept he kept. Um, pushing me and it, I, I, it was really weird the way he fought he would like kind of scream like and he would push me like why is he pushing me i was like what's up is this guy pushing me or boxing me so i came out the first round jabbing him throwing some combinations and uh i, I was winning i was winning i won the first round uh second round i was just out of shape i was so tired these are three minute rounds I don't know what came across me. I was just tired. And I came like I went back to the corner and my coach goes, You're losing. You're losing the damn fight. What are you doing? I said, No, I got it control. No, you don't. You don't have it under control. You're not doing anything. Come on, you can beat this guy. Third round came around and I was just out of shape, really. Had I been in shape, I would have beat that guy. I was out of shape and I ended up losing. And I know I could have beat him because he was shorter than me. I was just not 
throwing my combinations. And I fought the first, what sucked is I fought the first night. I wish I had fought like maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday to watch the other fights and I didn't. So I ended up fighting the first fight, the first night. I ended up losing and damn, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was heartbreaking because I wanted to, you know, win that. And they, what they give you is they give you a ring with, with the gloves in it. And it says like Texas State Champ and it has like your weight class. I was fighting at the 106 flyweight and I weighed 100 pounds. That guy probably outweighed me probably by 15, 20 pounds because he was not no 106. He was, I weighed 100 pounds. Oh, man. Anyways. So then I lost, and then uh, I just just lost interest. I never went back to. It wasn't until I was about 24, 25 that I got back back into it. But it, it was a good experience, I would say. You learn. It's a lot of discipline. You learn to to stay in shape. You learn that hey, boxing is it's a lot. It's not just I'm gonna get in a ring. A lot of people get that misconception like I can get in a ring. Bullshit. Three minutes in the ring for one round. Is and if you're not in shape, it seems forever. Anyways, so fast forward into now, you got the champions. I just was watching the the uh, Dante Wilder uh, fight against uh, Tyson Fury. Fury has he's, he's a awkward, he's an awkward fighter. He kind of has that, you know, kind of looks kind of looks like the guy that comes out on uh, Mike Tyson punch out the uh, what's his name? He just needs the mustache. Looks like him. Uh, it's a big guy, six nine. Damn, that is one of the tallest boxers that I've ever seen uh, fight. You know, for a championship, I've seen other boxers, but they're not really mounts anything. This guy has he moves his head side to side and very lanky. And uh, uh, Tyson was uh, was he was you know doing his thing. I think with uh, tight uh, Wilder, he's he's a little wild. I mean, he, he, his, his punches are really wide. And here's the thing about that: if you have a guy that, that knows how to pick his punches, he's gonna, he's gonna pick his punches right, and he's gonna tear you apart. But no, no one's really, you know, the heavyweight division. It hasn't been the same since the '90s. I would say that. I mean, I will say the Klitschko brothers, but you know, I would say a shout out to, to Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis was all, um, on the downside of actually the end of the '90s. You know, he 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 was uh, he was reigning champ. You know, a lot of people don't give him the credit, but he, you know, because at the time Evander Holyfield was already on the downhill. You know, Redick Bow wasn't fighting anymore, and those two guys, then those guys, they battled each other. And George Foreman wasn't doing much either. He already probably tired, and then more. He, I don't even think he was fighting anymore at the time. So you had, but you had great heavyweights in the '90s, and then you had Tyson that. At the time, the Tyson was just a shell of himself. Again, here comes discipline. Had Tyson trained like he should have trained, Tyson would have been unstoppable. And I heard the story about when he fought Buster Douglas and Bobby Brown confirmed they were partying. Mind you, this is the night. This is the the night. Then the following day they're fighting. Okay, the following day they're fighting, and he's partying with Bobby Brown. They're partying in the Japan. They're with girls doing what they're doing. And Bobby's like, dude, you got to go to bed. You're fighting tomorrow. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. See? Had he been at home, had he been in his hotel resting, ready for the fight, come out fresh, probably would have annihilated Buster Douglas. But when you're partying, 
and you're not really focused, guess what? Buster Douglas, not the best boxer, but guess what? He was probably in his hotel focused, disciplined, you know, not drinking any alcohol or anything, you know, focused. And Tyson comes out and just, I mean, he did knock him down. He knocked him down. Just imagine if you're fully rested. You're fully rested. You are going to do a lot better. If you're not rested and you're out there partying, how do you expect to even win? I don't even know how even still. I mean, because you're young. Tyson must have been, what, 22, 23 at the time? What's this guy doing here? Go ahead and go. Um, so, you know, so now I saw the fight. I saw the going back to uh, Wilder and and, 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 uh, and Tyson, or Fury. Um, it was a draw. But I see that uh, Wilder was the aggressor. Uh, we have a lot of great fights coming up. Uh, we do we do have, um, I just saw the Lomachenko win. Um Lightweight, he's not lightweight. He needs to fight. He needs to fight at 140, 147. The guy looks huge, but he he moves down in weight. How about just how about this? There was a rule where you just fight at your walking weight instead of trying to lose weight. I never did understand that. That you're these guys are walking walking 170 to get down to 154 or 160, or you know, so they can they I guess they can be stronger. It's always been that way, but I I just saw the what what. Uh, Tyson and Wilder. Wilder weighed 212. Tyson weighed 258 pounds. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is just a big... Tyson, I mean, but... uh, No, not Tyson. um, Wilder held his own. Going back to that. He held his own. For being that outweighed by so many... By so much weight. I'm just... I'm shocked on that. That's... Almost 40 pounds. Anyways, um, Lomachenko, he's a great fighter. He's good, great, great defense, good footwork. But he's huge. He looked huge against uh, Pedrasso. Pedrasso looked like a twig compared to Lomachenko, dude. You are not 135. You are not. That guy looks huge. And I was talking to my coworker. I was like, he, he does not look 140, one, uh, 135. That guy's easily, easily, I would say, 150 walking weight. 150 walking weight. Easy. That's just the way, that's the way I see it. Anyways, uh, we're going to continue this, this, this boxing um, talk. This is just part one. We'll continue uh, talking this boxing talk. I'm going to go ahead and uh, come back to it, all right? What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Thanks for listening. That was Miss Nancy. I play, I play that for Flipboard, flipboard.com. And you ever get a chance to uh, listen to stories, get organized, and be in tune with current events, tune in to flipboard.com. I'm trying to delete that song. I apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, having to hear that song just to hear me. Um, but I have sponsorship, so if you see why it says Flipboard, is flipboard.com you get a chance to go on there just go ahead and, and uh, browse on there and you can organize your stories and all that stuff you get entrepreneurs on there you get all professionals you got authors on there as well so you get a chance to go on there go on flipboard.com 
Let's get into it. All right, this is part two of two of Boxing Talk. It is December 17, 2018. I hope everyone is having a good day. I hope everyone is going to have a good, is going to have a good day, or it's already, your day's ending already, because it could be another country that you're listening to. Here I'm Central Time. Right now it's about 7.15 a.m. Headed to work. Driving. Of course, that's why it's called The Drive. Anyways, so uh, <clears throat> I ended it with making weight and uh, fighters losing 20, 30 pounds to lose weight and, uh, and uh, you know, being stronger. Well, I was talking to my coworker and I was we were talking about how, why don't you just fight at your walking weight? What are the advantages? What are the disadvantages of it? I mean, think about it. If you were just to walk walking weight so there would really be there would be probably mismatches but there's mismatches now anyways so let's say Lomachenko who is not 135 no you're not sir you are not 135 he's probably walking weight 150 152 easy easy you'd be fighting middleweight right junior middleweight how big would the guys be you know so he's he loses about 20 pounds to get down to 135. I think he should move up to 140. He looks 140. If you see, the dude's ripped. The dude's not small. So when he fought Pedraza, he looked bigger than him, way bigger than him. Guy couldn't do anything to him. Now I want to see uh, Lomachenko. Why doesn't he move up to 140? I'd like to see him fight Mikey. Uh, we're going to talk about Earl Spence and Mikey Garcia later. Um, but we're going to talk about going back to my boxing life. So, I left out the people that we grew up with. So, when we were going to the gym, there was about six kids not doing about anything. And not doing anything. They were just, they were by this abandoned house. And my cousin at the time, we were, we, we, I was sparring with my cousin Frankie. We were sparring in the front yard. And uh, he calls those kids over, hey. Which I hey, come over here. They're running across the street. What's going on? Y'all know anything about boxing? Nope. So we put the they they put the gloves on. They start fighting. They start boxing with it. I, I think they start boxing with Frankie because Frankie used to kick my butt. Well, I, this this is what would happen. I would get so so angry that I would start crying when I, when I, when I was boxing. When I was a kid. I was I would get so angry, you know, like get mad and then start crying. And then, of course, eventually I stopped crying. <laughs> There's no crying in boxing. There's no crying. Anyways, so Frankie was done kicking my butt, you know, because he he was stronger. He would have been a good fighter. He didn't. He's he stopped going and got into some other shit. That's another story. Shout out to him and his brother Gilbert. Um, they would they would go out. They would, would hang out and stuff. You know, that's family. Anyways, going back to the story. So they came over and I think Gilbert boxed with Van. So there was there was Van, there was uh, Ranji, there was Tyson. Called him, it was Anthony who called him Tyson. There was Chewy, and there was a guy that looked like Tommy Hearns. I forgot his name. And he went, he, he, they came over and they all wanted to box. So, 
I think Tyson got in there with Frankie, and then Gilbert boxed against Van. So I remember that, and so then like the following day they came back and they, and then my cousin started training them, and then after that they started going to the gym with us. So within that time, um, we picked up Eddie, and then my cousin Jaime started going with us. And then also, we, I mean, we had a big group. It was a lot of us. And then also uh, Chris and Bobby. Chris came for a little bit. And Angel Angel and his brother came. And it, my dad had this van. And he used to pick up fighters. So by the time we got to the gym, it was probably about eight or nine fighters that we were taking to the gym. And, you know, he would, he would do it every day after he got off of work. He would get the van, pick up the kids. We'll go. We'll go to the gym. It was a job, you know. It was an everyday thing. We 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 lived boxing. We breathed boxing. We ate boxing. That was that was it. We go to school. After school, go to the gym. Even Saturdays, we would go run at Woodlawn Park. We would go run at Pecan Valley. This this is based in San Antonio. So in case you're hearing it, you're like, I don't know where it's at. So I mean, it, it was it was it was a lot of fun. We had we would do everything together. Our gang, our little clique, our little boxing team. We would play baseball. We'd get up early in the morning to go play softball. And, and there's a little empty lot over there off a of lot court in Lamar. And uh, shout out to Andrew and uh, Andre. Andre didn't box, but he hung out with Van. He would go with it. And then Pony Boy, he would go out with us too over there. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Play football, tag football. Time we play tackle football, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we it was it was fun. It was fun. And. Uh, Within those, <clears throat> within those years, um, I met a lot of people and <clears throat> fought a lot of people in the ring. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat. <clears> throat. Sorry about that. Need to clear my throat. Anyways, so um, we did that for about maybe six years. I want to say we we stuck together. But what ended up happening is because we started boxing first, we went to Animal, animal boxing gym, which is downtown. It was off of St. Mary's and Houston, and a lot of a lot of boxers trained there because this was like an old raggedy gym. It was rugged, like kind of like a Rocky movie. You go in there, it's no AC, just rough. Um, the ring was on the floor. There was no elevated ring on that on that on that gym. I think it wasn't until later they ended up picking up the actually get in a ring but it was just on the floor like carpet like carpet like padded and it was on the floor but it had you know it had the ropes on it and stuff uh the likes of uh muhammad ali trained there rest in peace jackie chan trained there i think frazier trained there uh george foreman like these guys when they were touring i guess when they were promoting their fights they would go and they would they would train there and Jackie Chan uh, was filming a movie in San Antonio, and he went to that. That there's a scene in that movie. It's called um, what's the name of that movie? It was filmed in San Antonio, and he's training in that gym. And I'm like, wow, that's the boxing gym that I used to train at. So there's a lot of history behind it. From that gym, we ended up going. There was this. Well, let me rewind. When we started going to that gym, there was this kid named Pajarito. And he, which means little bird, he was whooping everyone's ass. He was like the main kid that knew how to box. So 
I didn't fight him because he was. You'd probably kick my butt, but but Van Van was a really good boxer. Van would get in there with him and slug him, and so would Tyson. The reason we called him Tyson because he fought like Tyson. He, he he would throw those haymakers like Tyson and move like Tyson. You know, he would have that side to side head. Um. Anyways, he uh. He started, uh, he started bragging, like, bring toilet paper so you guys could, you know, pretty much, he would, he would say, like, pretty much, I don't know if it was him or his dad talking, all I remember is that, I remember saying that bring, bring a Kleenex or bring toilet paper because it's going to be a long, you guys are going to be crying or some, something like, somewhere along, along the lines. I'm not sure if it was him, another fender bender, look at that. Oh my goodness. I see a lot of fender benders here, and I loathe Houston traffic. I do. My goodness, it's just even in the afternoon, it's worse in the afternoon. Morning is it's decent. So, anyways, uh, they would fight him. They would box him. He was a good fighter. He, I don't know what happened to him. I think he stopped going. He was one of the main fighters of the of Alamo Street uh, Alamo Boxing Gym. I think he stopped going because he was also into karate and shit. I think he stopped going. Uh, we left, so we ended up leaving that gym because that gym was didn't have the rent. The restroom wasn't no good. They, his, some of the equipment was old, uh, and it was just it wasn't for us. It wasn't a good fit. We ended up going to the to the to the Calderon Boxing Club. And shout out to Gilbert and Gabriel. They used to come with us, and they used to spar because they used to spar against Chewy and Eddie, and I used to spar against Gabriel. Um, and Gabriel ended up being a national champ shout out to him and Gilbert ended up going to nationals in junior Olympics and fighting Floyd Mayweather true story um, he had they have their own gym now which is good Hector Ramos and his brother Arturo Ramos also were at Calderon we got a lot of good fighters they have their own gyms too shout out to them and uh, there was another guy named Barrientes that was he was with me when I went to state to uh, to the Golden Gloves, shout out to him and his, I think it was his uncle that used to train. And then there was um, who else was at that gym that was training? Ruda Hernandez was training too, and he was a very good fighter. I think he also went to nationals in the Golden Gloves, if I'm not mistaken. And then another guy that was under uh, Manoplas, they called him Mitt Mitman. He ended up Billy. He ended up winning, winning it all. Well, going to he won state, and he ended up um, going to nationals. I don't know if he won nationals or not. And he was a very good fighter too. So we had a squad. I mean, our team was was even it was in the Junior Olympics. If it was the Golden Gloves, we had a team that was that was with a bunch of all stars that no one knew that they were going to be. You know, uh, Hector ended up being a national champ too. Along with his brother before, Arturo was also a national champ. Um, you know, so I was, I was um, pleased to train with these guys. You know, especially well, Arturo was already a national champ at the time. But you know, it, it was an experience. So my cousin Jaime would pick up Jaime because he lived in the West Side already. Would pick him up and we would go to the gym. It was the Calderon Boys Club. It was on 19th Street, 19th Street and uh, 
and what's the end Guadalupe? Like further down though. The Calderon Boys and Girls. They ended up closing that boxing gym down. But it was it was uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun and that's a lot of discipline. You have to be disciplined. It's not just oh uh, you know what I'm gonna get in the ring and then no it doesn't work that way. We used to train. We used to spar three, four, maybe seven rounds sometimes. There was a lot of us. Then I can't forget about the uh, the Yala brothers. No, not the, the Avila brothers. It was five of them. They all kicked ass too. They were also with us. They ended up moving though because uh, their dad was in the military. But we made good friends. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Avila brothers. You know, we, we used to always have a lot of fun with them too. So when we all got together, I remember that. I remember. And I remember one time we went to this gym that we were trying out. We weren't. We were free agents. I, I guess you would say we were free agents. We went to this gym in the West Side. And, these, and it was like van and because you know in the west side it's predominantly Hispanic so you hardly see any African American people in certain areas some areas you'll see them this area there was probably no African American so these guys were these, these wannabe gangsters were talking shit they were talking shit to to either van or to someone van said okay what you want to do there is Van fighting, man. Van, Van used to street fight with anybody. Shout out to Van. He was older than all of us. He was probably the oldest one out of all of us when we were boxing. He was up. He's probably about the same age as, as Gilbert. But of the, of the team that went with my dad, I think he was the oldest. He ended up going back to, to the Alamo, which Alamo ended up turning to Eastside Boxing Club. So he uh, he starts. First, it was who uh, was uh, the Avila's dad. They were talking. They were talking shit to him. He took his glasses off because the mother guy was gonna get in. And then Van, all of a sudden, steps up to the guy and they start squabbling. They start, and you know, he's already a boxer, so he's come on. He's he's kick, getting them some licks. He's not kicking it. So dude starts wrestling with him. And Van lays him down. I think Van knocks him down or something. But the kid, the kid wanted to fight with, with Van, or I think with uh, with Tyson, who was his little brother or his little cousin. But Van stuck up for him and whooped his ass. So he he stopped. Van was a good fighter. Van ended up going to the Junior Olympics Nationals. He lost, but he ended up going over there, which was which I mean, which was awesome. I don't know really what happened between him and my dad. There was a falling out. I really don't know the story of it, so I can't speak of it. All I know is that he ended up going to back to the Eastside Boxing Club, Alamo, aka Alamo, and he ended up he stopped. He just stopped fighting. Like I said, it's dedication. You just don't go in the ring and say I'm going to be a champion. It's, it's you, it takes time. Trust me, it takes time. Any of those guys that are in the ring that are champions have been fighting for years. You're just not going to get in the ring and say, okay, I'm a champion. Even even uh, Wilder, who who's champion, even he even him it it. it he was an amateur boxer too so you just don't get in the ring and say hey i'm gonna fight you know i'm gonna we're, we're you know i'm gonna be champion it, it, you just don't get you have to first of all you have to be in shape you have to know what weight you're gonna fight it's, it's a it's a lot of variables that go into into boxing okay anyways um so we ended up you know so that the 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 team ended up disbanding after um, after I stopped going, I guess, because most of the kids, I didn't realize that 
you know, when I was going, everyone was going, and then all of a sudden I stopped going and everyone else stopped going. So, so I know that Tyson, Ranji, and Van ended up going back to the east side. So that just left me, Chewie, Eddie. Um, who else was going with us at the time? Another kid that lived by Chewie. I forgot his name. He was a good fighter, too. And probably a couple other fighters. Um, that we picked up. I think my cousin at the time, my cousin Chris, was going with us. And I guess the meaning of, of, of I did appreciate what my dad did, you know. But I, I, I just, I lost focus and I just lost interest in boxing. Even though I was getting prepared, but, you know, I was just in it so I can protect myself I wasn't in it to to as a career but it ended up being kind of a career without any you know without me even realizing that hey I can make a career out of it you know anyways so then um, I stopped going and then I went back in 97 but uh, do I have any regrets not keeping in a career I do have regrets because who knows where I would have where I, where I would have ended up doing what, had I been in a national level, who I would have fought, who I would have met, if I would have turned pro, like all these things, if I would have made the 2000 Olympics, like all these things go in my head, like, man, what if, what if, but in this life you have to move on, you can't sit back on the past and say, hey, I should have, no, it happened, I'm grateful that I did, and I'm grateful that I, I got to win some fights, you know, I got to win some fights, and uh, that's that. You know, boxing boxing was my life for uh, at least seven, eight years. It was. You know, and rest in peace to my dad for you know for taking me, taking his time. He could have said easily, just said no, and just stayed home after he a long day at work. I mean, I don't know how he did it. He, he did it. You know, and I appreciate that. And all the other fighters say what he did, what what he did for other fighters too. That weren't even his kids. He did it because. I also, <clears throat> we used to sell chocolates. We used to raise money, so when we go on tournaments, we would go to the rich, the rich area and sell chocolates, chocolate bars. And with that money, we would use for trips, you know, for the hotel, for for food. So <clears throat> that was something that we we learned. We learned to hustle, learn to sell stuff. We can, you know, we can we can go places. So I was very young learning that. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm sorry guys, my throat is itchy for some reason right now when I'm speaking to you guys. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <clears throat> so, I heard news on current events as far as boxing. Uh, Canelo uh, beat Rocky in a third round TKO this past Saturday and they're doing this advertising with DAZN. It's, a, it's an app pretty much where you... Uh, you... Uh, you can go on there and subscribe and I guess you can watch pay-per-view fights um, I guess since HBO boxing is no longer uh, around it's not, it's, that's it that's it for it it's gonna be showtime and then there's a PMB profe- uh, was it professional night is PMB boxing um, what is it there's another one that they are they, they just signed a deal with NBC and then Danza is an app and you can download on your phone or your computer and you can watch 
you can watch fights. I think you can also uh, download it on your Amazon Fire Stick or Apple TV. I'm not sure. You have to look into that. But if you you know if you want to watch fights, you can go. You can go on there. Um. So, anyways, with that being said, uh, there's a fight coming up next year, which is Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence. I think it's going to be a very good fight. I think both of them are very good fighters. Uh, Mikey Garcia, he's a complete fighter. Earl Spence, I've seen maybe three or four fights of him. I can't tell you he's a good fighter. Is he a complete fighter? I don't know. I can't tell you. He is champion. They're both champions. I think, however, Earl Spence has the advantage because he's heavier. Mikey's moving up in weight. I think Mikey should stay at 140. That's where he's strong. His walking weight is probably about 148, maybe 150. You know, not too much from 140. But think they're fighting at 147. So, uh, I think it's going to go to distance. The one's going to get knocked down. Um, it'll go 12 rounds. He can go, it's a toss-up. Because Earl Spence is also lanky and tall. So, he can use his reach when Mikey's trying to go in sight. And Mikey's going to have to take his shots to try to see if he can figure out Earl Spence. Earl Spence is young though. He only has 22 fights. Uh, Mike, Mikey is the, exper- is the experienced fighter here. Um, you know, one thing about Mikey that I would say that uh, I think him fighting Lomachenko, I would love to see that. I would. He even said he would move down to 140. He says, I'll move down to 140 to, to challenge him, but I will Lomachenko move up to 140. Because he fought uh, Rigo Rigo, dude, the guy from the, the Cuban, um, the one that beat Nino Donaire, Nonito Donaire, well, he fight him. You know? Just goes to show what well, well that what that fight happened. And then the Tyson, the Tyson Fury and Wilder finished watching it. Um, I, it, it was a toss-up because you had, uh, Wilder was the aggressor and then, and then Tyson was, you know, was, was scoring in points. He was he was he was he was beating him in points, but the only thing is he knocked him down. Later rounds, uh, Wilder ended up catching Tyson and he ended up going down. But the the count is kind of suspect because it looks like the guy was counting, taking his time while he was counting and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of he watch the fight, guys. Watch the fight. And I think Thurman is fighting uh, next year too as well. And then we got the Charo brothers. They're also fighting. This I want to say they already fought or they, they're fighting. Um, anyways, uh, this is Boxing Talk. Uh, give me some feedback, y'all. You know, you can leave voicemails. Tell me when you want to hear. You have any questions. You know, uh, we'll keep it going here on the Boxing Talk. This is Boxing Talk Part Two of Two. We'll con- we'll have a continuation of boxing of Boxing Talk, maybe early next year. Y'all have a good Christmas, Merry Christmas, a good holiday. If you don't celebrate, a Happy New Year. Um, this is not my last podcast, but for this segment, it is. Go, you'll hear some other stuff. Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a blessed day. I'm out. It's DJ Quest One.